0: All right, what's up, Anchor? How's everybody doing? Today is September the 15th, 2019, 9.09 p.m. And a couple things I wanted to talk about. Last time I came on here, we were going through, or just about to get ready to go through Hurricane Dorian. So... I wanted to talk a little bit about that and a couple of other things before I rolled into the poem that I had for tonight. Okay. So the first thing was, let's talk about hurricane Dorian, not just only hurricane Dorian, but natural disasters. Um, I'll start off by saying that I definitely feel a lot of sympathy for those who were living in the Bahamas at the time that Hurricane Dorian hit hit the island. I really feel bad for everybody that had to go through those catastrophic winds, the damages, the aftermath. I I do. My heart heart is out to them because I know that they lost everything like everything. They didn't have nothing when they came when when the storm was over. But the reason I wanted to talk about that is because of the word preparation. Alright. And this is not just for people who live in the Bahamas or uh you know any island. Matter of fact, if you live anywhere on the East Coast of the United States, anybody on the East Coast is subject to the treatment like the Bahamas had. There is some type of storm that could access us and give us the same punishment that that the Bahamas went through. And maybe punishment isn't the right word, but I'll just say treatment. No, I'm not saying anybody did anything over there that deserved what they needed to be punished. But the Bahamas took a beating. They did. Um, when I when I listened to uh, the Weather Channel and I mean, they was going through winds of 200 miles an hour, you know, beyond 200 miles an hour. Nobody plans for nothing like that. Like, that's just that's crazy. That's too much wind. Who does that? Who plans for those types of wind? That type of wind. But because we've seen it now. We know that it can happen. It's a possibility. It can happen. So to anybody that's listening to this. It is a really wise idea. To be prepared for the storm. Or the natural disaster. It could be a a tornado, a hurricane. Maybe, I mean, probably not so much of an earthquake on the East Coast, but we do get them. What I mean by that is, if a storm is coming, we know the storm coming. You got a choice. You have a choice at that very moment when when we find out that the hurricane is in our path. You can leave. I know that, you know, that's easy for me to say because a lot of people just, you know, it, it, to leave costs money. It costs money to leave. Where are you going to go? What hotel are you going to stay at? Do you have friends or family that's outside of the hurricane's path that's willing to let you stay there until the storm is over? I understand that that costs money. But you got a choice. You got to, are you going to choose to prepare and save up money for if that were to happen during the months of August, September, October, November? We know that's coming on the East Coast during those months. So in the case of the uh, Bohemians, you know, you, they would have to have, you know, enough, you know, money for plane tickets to get out of Dodge or boat, ferry, whatever, to get out of there. And not only that, when you come back, because the storm is going to it's going to be over with, you know, whenever it's over, we're going to come back to what we once knew to be home. Well, when you come home, you may come back to nothing. I mean, there could be literally nothing where uh, where your house was once standing is no longer there. So this is maybe maybe this is a far stretch in my imagination but i see this i i think that this can happen why not have you a little small doomsday prepper type uh package ready i it may not be far fetched to dig yourself a hole some type of underground like this t- i mean i'm saying it now it's it's easy for me to say this but it can be done if You put the thought to it and say, you know what, we're doing this to prepare for, you know, to have some resources for if when and, you know, the storm is that bad and it just demolishes everything when we come back. At least we have something to come to. So let's just say that you had a small little hole in the ground and within that hole, you have a container and in that container you can have a couple, uh, maybe a week's worth of. Canned goods, some bottled water, a generator, fuel. And make sure you waterproof the stuff. Because I mean you no know, I mean water may get inside of your uh when I say waterproof, I just mean like wrap plastic around it. Uh water may get into your, your 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 little your little cellar or whatever that you've dug to prepare. So that way whenever you evacuate and then you end up coming back to the place you once knew as home, and, I mean, lo and behold, you have nothing standing, you could, you say, all right, well, you know what, I got enough inside of this hole that is going to hold me for a couple weeks, such as a gazebo, some cots, a blow-up mattress, a little small generator, some fuel, you know, a 55-gallon drum filled with gasoline, um, and, and maybe because I haven't actually been through it, it's easier for me to say this right now than it is to do it. But I mean, when I think about it, I I see that happening. So I know that it can be done. Um, but again, you, you got to prepare you and, and you can't prepare when it's when it's actually going down. This is stuff that got to happen months, months, years prior to the storm happening. You got to prepare with food, water, non-perishable items, you know, items that can sustain life and make it a little comfortable for you while you're going through that disaster. And and this is, you know, this message is for everybody. But I mean, it is for the one to those who lived in the Bahamas. It's not a shot to them, you know, because I really feel bad for them cats and every everything that they went through. But you got to prepare for those types of events because natural disasters, they do happen on the East Coast, in the Midwest and on the West Coast. It, it, they happen. Um, the I think that. Amongst the entire United States, the East Coast has it the best because we have far enough in advance a warning to let us know before this natural disaster, or the hurricane Reaches us when I mean, we got at least a good week, week and a half. If we wait to the last minute before you take off, that's cool, too. But that was your choice to wait that time you waited. You you chose to wait. So I know that it's easier for me to say this than to actually execute it. But what I'm saying is the truth. You can leave. You do not have to wait. You can prepare ahead of time. You do not have to wait and suffer throughout the aftermath of that storm because you failed to prepare. That's the truth. Okay. Enough about that. I hope everybody prepares and let the Bahamas be the example that um, it can happen to you. It can happen to anybody on the East Coast. So please Please prepare and don't wait to the last minute to prepare because it's going to be too late then. (sighs) Next thing I want to talk about is a little bit of what's going on with me right now. Um, I've said it before, especially in a poem, but I'm, I'm feeling it a lot more now about the word medium. Okay spiritual mediums not going to say psychic but I will use the term medium and and I may be wrong but I don't think so um I think I'm a poetical medium I'm I'm just just throw it out there the real I'm I'm a spiritual medium who utilizes his uh I take what what I what I receive from the spirits and I and I and I use it in a poetical form. That's that's what I do. Um, and I get a lot of heavy poems. Heavy. I got some poem. I'm gonna do one tonight. I'm gonna do one on this podcast. And um, this one, I believe, is from 2011. I think it's from 2011. It's an older poem, but. Uh, I've been just waiting i mean i I don't know when exactly I'm gonna actually put the poems out, but I'm definitely gonna do one tonight, and I wanted to just bring up that when i when i when it comes to medium mediumship I've been looking up online about mediums and uh I see a lot of people on the internet, and you know a lot of people i I think may not be may not be the truth I think they may be a little uh n- not legitimate. But I see some that I'm like, yep, they are definitely the truth. They definitely have a connection with those who have passed. So. I wanted to just put it out there that I've had three encounters so far, three. The first encounter that I've had with those that have passed was when I was in Balboa Hospital That was my, I guess you could say, introduction. When I first realized, man, I see all of these people. That was a very crazy time for me. All right. But I saw them. We were all crammed in this one room, a hospital room in California. Well, that's when I, I first identified that I was able to see and connect with, identify with all of these people who have passed. The second encounter that I've had was with the spirit of Trayvon Martin. I was watching Dr. Phil at one point and I was I saw his parents on a Dr. Phil show. I was watching that um, watching that episode and it was like Trayvon Martin was right there in my living room. Basically, he was telling me. He's been trying to connect with his parents. He can't. He knew that I would be able to do it. So he gave me the message. I still have that message to this day. It's a poem. And I just haven't. Uh, I haven't recorded that poem yet. I haven't gotten to it yet. But I still have it. I, do, I know that that message is designed for Trayvon's mom, his dad, and his brother. That, that's who it's designed for. I have no idea how to get in touch with them. None. But I actually but I I honestly haven't been trying to reach them. But I I, this is what I now This is how I feel. I feel that, yes, it is my job to deliver the message. And I just been kind of I guess you could say lollygagging around with it, but I've had it for some years now. But I'm going to say it one day, and whenever I record it, it's going to be out there on this platform, on Anchor. And I just, I normally, I just put the messages out, and I I keep on moving, and I don't look back. But if anybody out there happens to hear this and knows the parents or any relative of Trayvon Martin, please direct them to this podcast channel, this link, and... They'll be able to see. and Well not see. But hear. The message. Because they son. Got a message for him. And I'm going to deliver it. That's the truth. And the third time. That I had. A, 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 a My mediumship encounter. Is with my daddy. And I. That. That's when I knew. It was all the way real. Because my daddy. I know it was him. I know for a fact. It was him. Like you cannot. You know. Convince me otherwise. So. I have to focus on that gift cause I know that it's my gift, but I also think that I am in the very beginning stages. I'm a baby at it. I'm not honed in on my gift, but I will work on it. I'm gonna give it some more time. I am going to give it more time. And when I get out of the military, I'm going to give it a lot of more time. And And I know that the messages will get stronger. The spirits will be more plentiful. There will be more of them. And I'm I don't know who I'm supposed to reach, but I'm going to reach you. If it's supposed to reach you, it's going to get to you. I promise as long as I got breath in my body and I'm alive and able to do it, then I'm I'm going to do it. So right now, I do not have a title for this poem yet that I'm about to deliver. And and I, I like that word a lot better. I'm going to deliver. I don't want to read a poem. I'm not going to present it to you. I am a deliverer. I deliver poems. That's it. That's I, I, that, that term is like a pizza guy. You know, the pizza man, he brings or she brings the pizza to your house. They didn't prepare that pizza, but they delivered it. That's what they did. They are the delivery person. I'm the delivery person for these poems, period. So... That's what I'm about to do right now, and I hope you all enjoyed this. It's from, actually, I'm looking at it right now. It's from March 15th, 2012. 2.50 a.m. in the morning is when this poem was completed. Emotions keep you from growing, and opinions blind you from truth. But it's the law of this land that'll keep things hiding from you. What should one do? When he feels something's wrong but engages anyway, that spark from his eye will glisten. More than likely, he'll listen to that evil intuition, even though he knows it'll take his family out of commission. It's on a mission to get you some pleasure that is prohibited. So make sure you're discreet and keep foreign visitors limited. The realm of possibilities exists in your mind. No matter who or what you compare me to, there's only one of my kind. I see without the use of eyes. You would think I were blind. I came into your existence when he stepped on a mine. It was all destined to happen. Just a matter of time. What makes you think being alive is the same thing as reality? Could it possibly start After you face a fatality, happiness for me was one day after June 3, 2011. I made it to earth, but most people still call it heaven. It's not that hard to tell. It's the same location as hell. But never should you worry. They're both just fairy tales. Listen to this afterlife as I live it with no sorrow. Diversity of today is empowerment for tomorrow. My ancestors speak through me. I see what they see as they've seen what I'll see. We're so cosmological, the logic is true. I'm so confident that verily, verily, I say this to you. A man may want to be single, even try to live on his own, but a woman will complete him and turn his house to a home. I'm not stooping down to your level. I'll elevate you to minds, and if he falls, I'll reveal myself again in due time with yet another rhyme deep enough to lift the hairs on your spine and I'll never become extinct because my nature's divine.